everybody. Welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 180. The show where we talk about Xbox 360 and everything associated with it. My name is Rob, also known as Presar, and today we got a full lineup of hosts here. We got my good buddy Brun. Howdy, howdy. And my good buddy Mark. Heyo! And the crew's all back, live in effect. In effect, whatever, whatever it says. Hey, I gotta <laughs> ask you a question, Rob. How What's come that? every time you start the show, you never give out the title of the show? I'm just curious. I'm giving it out right now. <laughs> the first rule of podcasting is you give out the show title. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. And there, I I did it, and I gave it out too. <laughs> gave out something, that's for sure. <laughs> Whoa! Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. I'm an all-star. So show on, get paid. <laughs> with that being sung, let's go. <laughs> what have you guys been playing? How about you, Brad? We're off um, to a bad start today, aren't we? Yeah. I think we're all we're we're all I'm a little sleepy today. Oh so, on a little on the slow side today. I am annihilated today. Goodbye, mm. Brunswick in the <laughs> treetop. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um this week I got to play some Battlefield Three and also got to play some Mass Effect. So moving along quite nicely in both games. Fantastic. So, yep. What about you, Rob? I have played nothing because I haven't even been home. I'm in Georgia right now. I've been working down here and I finally get to go home tomorrow. Yay. Back to the snow. Yeah. Well and- it's it's been it's been crazy. I mean, I am totally underdressed over here. It's been so cold. It's been in the twenties. There's a little bit of snow the other day and it's been so windy. It's almost it's almost worse than Chicago. Yeah, it's in the twenties right here. It's here. Oh. Hey, I'm calling in. I'm calling for nice weather this week, Rob. Okay, so I'm putting you on notice. Okay. I've requested nice weather this week. Make it happen. Well, okay. Uh, well, my buddy that I'm that I'm down here. There's four of us that are down here doing this job. One of them, well, they're they're all from Chicago, but one of them spent four days in Phoenix before he came down here to Atlanta. <laughs> and I, he was telling me about the weather over there. It was like in the 80s. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what's that about? It's pretty darn sweet. <laughs> hey, it's actually it's eight it's o'clock chill. at night and it's 61 right now. So I mean, we, <laughs> it, we've had a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make sure I do not tell my wife about the weather in Arizona right now because then she'll want to move. Oh, that's oh, not a bad. Oh, thing. Let's see, she's my Facebook friend, so I'd be sure to let her know. Yeah, she yeah. was wondering if uh, you see scorpions because she does not like scorpions. So, well, he he just he's got some scorpions DVDs. Oh, yeah, nice, cool. Yeah, just tell her they'll rocket her like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> How makes? <laughs> How about you, Mark? What have you been doing? <laughs> um. I've been playing some stuff this week, but I want to. I want to. Before I get into that, I want to ask you guys. Yeah. You ever gone to see a movie, 
and maybe that movie happens to be uh, a Lucasfilm, or maybe see an advertisement for a Lucasfilm movie. And I'm just curious what your first thought is when you see that Lucasfilm uh, title screen come up. What's your first thought? Um, special effects. How about you, Rob? Mm. Disappointment. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm going to kick you out of this call <laughs> so fast. I went to see um, Red Tails this weekend. Red Tails? What's that? Oh, my goodness. Okay, that, that Ron, movie just there. Punt him. Just punt him, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyways, I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah. But oh, yeah. So we're sitting down, the movie starts, and the first thing you see is that Lucasfilm's title screen, right? And I just looked at my wife, and I was like, I so wish this was a Star Wars movie. You know, it's just like anytime I see that, it's just like, oh, I want to watch Star Wars. Mm. You know, and I, I've never, never anything. I mean, as much as like it's a title sequence, all it is is just the name, Lucasfilm. As soon as I see it, I just instantly want to watch Star Wars every time I see that. Um, so that's, you know, and it was just kind of, it kind of shocked or kind of made me think that, well, that's kind of interesting how just seeing a name can make you want to drop what you're doing and go watch this movie you know that you've seen a million times you know um so that that was a lucas film and it was done by spielberg wasn't it yeah i think i think it was a spielberg maybe so So, uh so would you would you think about it because i have like one thing that makes me absolutely not want to go see it oh gee whiz you why you always complain what is up no, with that? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I don't know if the um, I'm looking to see if it's Spielberg or not, but I really liked the movie a lot. I really enjoyed it. Um, it it was one of those that I feel you have got to see it in the um, in the theater. You know, just based on. All, all the action, everything, you know, there's some movies that it's like, I want to see, but I can see them on the TV, you know, it's no big deal. Then there's some that's like, I have got to see this on the big screen. Well, this movie came out right after my wife went in and had her knee replacement surgery, right? So it's not like I can just go to the movies now and she's, you know, stuck sitting in a chair constantly. So finally I was, and I've been watching like the theaters, you know, like how long is this going to stick around? So yesterday morning I, I woke up and I thought about it. I was like, when we got my little iPhone app out, and I'm like, wow, it's only got four showings a day in one theater. I'm like, this is going to be the last weekend, I think. Uh, so I'm like, do you think you could, perchance, maybe you want to go see a movie? You know, <laughs> can you sit, you know, without your leg up, you know, sit in a movie theater seat for a couple hours? And um, and she's like, yeah, let's let's try it. So we went to see it, but. Um, as I had a great time, she really liked it. I really liked it. Um, it's it's very action packed. It's got a lot of humor, um, and I thought it was a pretty good storyline um, all around. I liked it. So, what don't you like? Cool. It looks like it was directed by Anthony Hemingway. Yeah, it was. So I thought I had I thought I heard Spielberg's name in there somewhere at one point in time. Um, the the only thing. You know, I, I've watched like uh, Tuskegee Airmen, like yes. that yes. version, which I absolutely love. And it seems like it was more of a, 
true to the history, let's say, based off of the and, – and, and I don't want to say it's a bad movie, and I, I won't know until I see it. And actually, I'll probably watch it because I like war movies and stuff. Um, I won't go to the theater to watch it. The only thing that, that I really didn't care for, and it was probably all due to the um, like the commercials and, and stuff like that, is them taking things from now – you know, like, um, you know, the things that they were saying to pump each other up and, and all that stuff. So they're taking things from now and saying that that's what happened back then type of scenario. And it's just kind of those what things. You, I was just like, what do you mean? Because I'm not uh, following it, you there. I don't. It, it's it was in one of the previews. It's where, like, they're all huddled up and it's like, we fly, we fly. And they're like right. all getting psyched up and pumped up. And it's just like, right. OK, so they're taking something that people do, you do think now that, you think that no one ever did that back in the 50s no sorry the 40s no no not not like that not not with based on um you know the they way a, they were in a group prayer they were in a at first it was a prayer they were all huddled up together in a prayer well and see that, well, that's what i was saying when the, the previews, broke, they do this you know Hoorah, let's go, almost like a football team would. Right. And I don't feel that would be out of place at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's just the previews that's doing that because you don't see any of the parts leading up to that. Yeah, so you, it just yeah, makes it look like, you know, I was just wondering if they're all going to lock arms and swing back and forth like the Buckeyes do before they run on the oh, football. Oh, gosh. No. You know I mean, it's just. <laughs> see, that, you got to go see it, Brian. Nice. You got to, you know, make, make your judgments after you've seen it. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but like I said, it's 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 one of those things. It's like it's probably the previews that did it. And I'm not the only one that said this, but like I said, I, I'm not going to go to the theater to watch it. I'll, I probably will rent it or whatnot because, you know, need something to watch at some point in time. But. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, that type of thing. I was just like, uh, uh, it's like, I don't know. It's like based on all the other things I've seen, you know, History Channel and stuff like that. As you know, when it came to, you know, African-American pilots and stuff like that in World War Two, they just they weren't allowed doing anything, <laughs> you know, to, you know, rile things up or any, any stuff like that. So that's all. Was but a, you said it's, it was a completely uh, black unit. Yeah. Well, I know. You know, it was a completely yeah. black unit. So it was good. I mean, it's it's a Hollywood movie. It's a popcorn movie. So, I mean, yes, I'm, I guarantee they took some liberties with it. Um, I did think Tuskegee Airmen was good as it was a great movie, too. And I think that one was probably more historically rep- accurate and representative of the actual events. This was much more... Still, I think they were still probably fairly accurate, um, but there was definitely more of an action. You know, take take Tuskegee Airmen's movie, throw a bunch of action into it because this one right. didn't. This movie, which I was kind of surprised because I was expecting it to start out of like building the unit up and even getting it started, which Tuskegee Airmen that's what it was. You know, right. showed them getting their training and even creating this unit and then getting them over to the war. Um, and then finally getting them in combat. This one, actually, you start out, they're already in Italy. So you skip mm. all the first part. And it's strictly about them 
doing meaningless tasks, never being allowed to do um, combat missions. And then there's an article in the paper basically saying, oh, it's a failure, this this test of making an all-black unit. They can't do anything right. They fail and all this. And then, of course, the colonel that's in charge of the group, you know, and then the one white guy that was starting the experiment, you know, he's like, you know, they're fighting and saying, you know, you're going to say it's a failure, but you've never given us a chance. So they got their chance. They fought for it. And, and that's what you see portrayed out in the rest of the movie is, you know, them, you know, doing uh, doing the submissions and stuff, real combat missions. So it, it's funny that Cuba getting juniors in both movies. Yeah, I thought I thought but he has a very he's not he a pilot in this one. Is he a not pilot? A pilot no, oh, yeah, okay. he plays a major um, and he has a pretty small role, actually. Him and the colonel, actually. Uh, the other big, um, oh, what's his name? I can see him, the guy with the, like, real blue eyes. You know, there's something about his eyes. Um, who plays the colonel, and you've seen him in the video. Those two guys, you don't see him a whole lot in the movie. Mm. The two big names. <laughs> so, but That's cool. it's really good. Well, uh, it was good, and I think it's, I had to go see it on the screen because of all the action. It's one of those that I want to see. You know, I'm a big plane nut, you know, obviously, so... Uh, I wanted to see it, and, and it was a lot of fun to watch the big aerial scenes. I think they did a great job technically with with making that movie. Uh, it looked really good. So, Lee Turgenson at the Colonel something something uh, Colonel Jack Tomlinson. Yeah, they 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 only you know one of the cool facts about that that fighter group is they didn't lose one bomber. During like any any task they were on or whatever, they didn't lose one plane. Well, one their bomb, first one, think. and their first one, they went in there. They didn't lose a single plane. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, and and they stuck with the bombers. Unlike you know the other air units that were covering them would bail. Yep. You know, so yeah. Pretty cool. It was a good right. move. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> back to video games. Um, yep. I played quite a few things this week. I played some Modern Warfare Three. I played um, Gotham City Imposters. I tried the demo, and yeah, I I kind of liked the concept, and I thought the game that it was a lot of humor, uh, like in your tutorial and stuff. But essentially, all it is is like a six-on-six team deathmatch game on five maps, and that's it. And and basically, this you know, it's a it's a team deathmatch um you're either team batman or team joker but you don't play as batman or joker you play as these people who idolize those guys so they they dress up in corny outfits and and it's like the whole premise of this game really is customizing your character that's really what the thing is and of course you can buy all this stuff there's like a hundred different things that you can purchase for dlc for this game or you can unlock them eventually through playing the game but it's like I can't see this game having a lot of uh, longevity um, unless they put out more maps. I'm like, five maps, that's it? Um, and it was, the controls seemed a little, even though I did really good, the controls seemed a little off. Like, I couldn't quite get, like, I always felt like I couldn't quite move it as quick enough or quite get my my crosshairs on target, but I actually did really well when I was playing. I, I was annihilating people, but I don't know why, but <laughs> um, probably cause there's a demo. I guess all the demo people get probably something to get you hooked. And then when you buy the game, then you find out you really suck at it. 
So it's probably something built in. But um, I tried it. I won't be buying it. Um, but I can see I could see it being a little fun game. But I just don't know if there's enough there for the money. Uh, I played some Pinball FX2. Um, and I'm not going to say what I played. But you should be you'll, you should know uh, this coming Tuesday because hopefully I'll have something posted on our website regarding it. Um, I've played some Battlefield 3, and I've probably played this game for the last time, Broughton. Um, yeah, sorry I couldn't stay on too long. I, it's just internet problems. No, that's all right. I f- was finishing the game when you left, and I was going to go to do something else, and then somebody else hopped on, oh, Rav hopped on, and he wanted me to join them, and I did. And I, you know what? I think I played one match with them, and... When I went 0 and 14, I said I'm done with Oof. this. Yeah, wow. it was. I would spawn in, I would die. I, it was just constant, dude. I couldn't get anything, and I'm like, I've never had a match like that. I couldn't make, I couldn't even heal anybody, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I was so frustrated. I'm like, this. So I'm just gonna move on before I even say anything else about it. But I'm probably done with it. I was actually thinking I should donate it to the Viral Games group. <laughs> just get it out of my house. Um, I played Bejeweled 3. Um, I also played Jane's Advanced Strike Fighter, which is a piece of crap game. But the <laughs> highlight of my week, the true gem in my week, has oh been something I've been holding off on figuring, well, I'll game fly it. Well, I've been playing so much stuff that I have here that I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to really boot, get game fly yet. I'm going to get Mass Effect in a couple weeks. Then I've got Ghost Recon coming out after that. I'm like, you know what? I may not go back to Gamefly. You know, I've just been playing so much Modern Warfare 3 and some of the other stuff. Um, so I picked up Arkham City, Batman's Arkham City. About time. And I never bought Arkham Asylum, but I played it and I really liked it. Um I'm having a hard time walking away from this game. And like the first night I got it, I sat down, put it in. It was like five hours later. I'm like, wow, I need to go to bed. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) but I don't want to, I want to keep playing. Great game. Um, I really do think they made some great improvements over the first game. Um, it still can be frustrating, even though, and I was wondering, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to start with all these weapons I had before, you know, because you're continuing your story, and they don't want they they said they don't want to take all your stuff away. You know, when after you went through Arkham Asylum, you gained all the stuff. Well, you get to kind of keep it. You know, you gain all your stuff pretty quick. Um, you don't start out with it, but it's like within a matter of an hour, I think you have all your tools back. You've picked them up from doing little stuff as you're going through the first part of the game. But there's new stuff to it. There's a there's a lot of stuff that they've advanced on it with new with new items and stuff and. Just, I find, one thing I like is I find that I'm not in detective mode all the time. Like in the first game, I, I think I walk through it in detective mode all the time. Uh, and if for some reason, yeah. this game, I'm not in it all the time. And, and it's like, it seems to be kind of spread out different, or, or maybe I'm just playing differently. But I don't, I don't know, I just find myself enjoying the actual visuals uh, that the art is created in this world, um, even though it's pretty dark, uh, that I don't have to go into the detective mode often, except other when you really need it, which is kind of nice. Um, but it's a blast to play. I'm really enjoying it. I've 
put in probably, man, I've had to put in probably 10 hours on it just since I got it. I picked it. When did I get it? Friday? I think I got 10 hours on it already. (laughs) And and, um, I'm only like 5% through the game. (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is going to take a long time. Yeah, there's so much to do. And and even out of the you get out of the campaign and there's like these riddler challenges and there's looking at three oh, you know, models and I, I was thinking about the riddler thing I'm like how do you even go about getting all those because you can't get to half of them in the beginning you know I I don't know I don't understand there's all these things that are like they're they're under these metal grates and uh now I just yeah. picked up um I just picked up this one tool. And it's supposed to let me do something remotely to, to, to some of Joker's stuff. Or, I mean, to the Riddler's stuff. Oh. So I think I'm going to be able to use this remote tool to actually get to some places I couldn't before for the Riddler Was, challenges. Wasn't there also a way to mark locations? So when you find one of those, you can like mark it or something so you can yeah. come back to it? Yeah, I'm not, I haven't been doing it, though. But there is a way to yeah. do it because I did it on one and... Because it's like right off the bat they tell you, and then I forgot right. what it was that I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. So I need to look it up. But I'm seeing all these things. I'm just kind of bypassing them. Um, I never did the Riddler stuff in the fir- in the original game. So I, you know, and I'm not a completionist. I won't complete this by any means. But I can see myself putting a lot of time into this. And but I don't know, man. Syndicate comes out in a week. Then. Uh, yeah. And I'm getting that one, and then Mass Effects right after that. So, I I'm gonna have plenty to keep me busy with this game, Mass Effect Three, Syndicate, and Ghost Recon. I don't need to go to GameFly, so I'm saving the money and just getting these games, per, uh, purchasing these guys. So, but uh, yeah, I got the Catwoman uh, playing her part. Yeah. It's cool, and I noticed mm-hmm. that. There's some DLC. I haven't looked to see what they cost. I should look it up. I'll do that real quick. Um, but like, yeah, I guess you can play as Batman. I mean, duh. Of course, you can play as Batman. You can Catwoman. play as um, you can play as Batman and Catwoman, which I knew. <coughs> but it looks like there's DLC that where you can play as Robin. Yeah. And Nightwing. Yeah, there's a Robin bundle pack, a Nightwing bundle pack. And I saw those in the menus, and I was like, well, what is this stuff? So I was going to look them up, so I'm going to look at it right now. You can download the fully playable Robin character. Uh, Robin comes complete with his own unique gadgets and special moves and is playable in all challenge maps in the game, as well as two additional challenge maps that are included with the pack, uh, Blood Mask and Freight Train. So I guess it doesn't bring anything additional to the campaign, you just get challenge maps, and you can use him in the challenges, and that's 560 Microsoft points. So, I think that's seven dollars. So it's about seven bucks. And then Nightwing is the same price. I'm sure it'll be the same thing. Whoever this is, hmm. yeah, there it's same exact thing. Uh, use him in all challenge maps. Plus, he comes with two additional maps. So, and additional bonus animated character skins so that's cool and i got catwoman why would i want to play as anyone else (laughs) exactly but what's really cool is like when you play in as batman or you're playing as catwoman their moves are so different 
You know, it's so unique. And I'm like, it's not that they just like, you know, Catwoman doesn't respond exactly as Batman does. They are so unique and, and they, the play style is so different that it's like, wow, this is cool because it's it's very different. And it, it really mixes up the game. I really enjoy it. I think it's really cool. Game is fabulous. I mean, I didn't, I had no doubt because I liked the first game, but this has really, uh, mm-hmm. it's exceeded my expectations. And I mean, they were pretty high to begin with. So, yeah. And initially, when you start playing it and you're going around trying to find the different things, it doesn't, it seem like, like the town or whatever you want to call it is, is very busy. You know, there's, so much stuff it seems almost like it's crammed in yep and like lots of colors and lots of stuff again it's like okay there's a guy down there somewhere but there's all this stuff in the way yeah and i and i hate the only thing i really don't like is that the whole middle part is that what is it it's like a prison or something i guess that's that must be i don't know if that's arkham city itself in the middle and you're in Gotham around. I haven't quite figured that out. I don't know if I missed something, but there's that big, what looks like a prison or fortress all. And, and I can't get into it. And it's like, anytime I got to go somewhere, I got to go all the way around it to get to the other side, which is kind of annoying. (laughs) I mean, it's not big. It's not like it takes you forever, but it's just kind of like it's, if I could just go straight line, I'd be there in like 30 (laughs) seconds. Instead, I got a, I got a, I got a rope or grapple hook my way around this place. It's going to take me like two minutes to get there. You know, uh, it's a minor thing. It's, it's just, you know, but I'm assuming eventually that will open up when I get to that part of the storyline. But, you know, I don't know. what that when is you, in the when, middle. <laughs> when you pick up the jet pack. A jet pass through there. I just made that up. <laughs> no. Well, it, it's like, I don't really understand what it is because I'm in Arkham. I'm supposed to be in Arkham city, which is a prison, right? Rob Ar- Arkham city, like the whole city, like then they section off a part of the city. Well, that's what I thought Arkham City was, and he you ended up inside, Batman ended up inside Arkham City, okay? Mm-hmm. And But it's like, if I'm inside Arkham City, I'm inside this walled-off prison, then what is this middle part that's walled off that I can't get into, you know, that looks nice. like a prison? I mean, it's, and that's, the, you know, and I'm, I guess maybe during the storyline I'll figure it out, but... You know, right now I gotta keep going around it. I can't get, I can't get through it or over it, so... It's kind of just kind of annoys me, but great game, loving it, absolutely loving it. I know. Yeah, Arkham City is a uh, a super prison. What's the five five times bigger than the asylum? Which you have to go around something in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so it's cool. It's how far did you get, Rob? I got up to the part of where you start playing as Catwoman. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! You do that like right off the bat. That's the first that's mission. Like, yeah, that's like what half hour, forty five minutes into it. No, the very first thing you do is play as her. You play as her before you play as Batman. <laughs> yeah, and then because I had that issue where it dumps you into the dash. I haven't tried it since. I mentioned it on a show. I don't remember. 
Or did you or did you just do that and then played as Batman and then you just got to the where you become her later on? Oh, because you run into her in the beginning and then you keep playing and then you switch. Right, back to Batman. Well, no, you switch into Catwoman. There was an issue where it dumps you into the dash. No, I have not had there. any issues. up on their boards. No, yeah, I don't. They're I lucky. Don't. They must have fixed it since I haven't tried it since. Uh... So. Well, I think to say I've probably gotten a lot further than you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, got, I mean, it's nice to know they finally fixed it. i got to try it again. I think you might have to start over. Really? I don't know. You'll have to look it up. I, I remember some issue with that game. I can't remember exactly what it is, though. So. Well, I mean, even if I do, you know, since I'm so f- close to the beginning, it's no big deal. I mean, it'd be a lot right. worse, you know, 15 hours into it. Yeah. Right. Well, then I'd be pissed and I wouldn't even start it. That would be, that'd be, that'd be called Dead Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Far Cry yeah. 2. <laughs> nice. Oh. All right. Well, we want to move to. Topics? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, I have a couple. This is kind of more as notification to everybody. Uh, Not really a topic, but um, I'll let you guys take some guesses here of some newly announced games coming in 2012 from Activision. Any guesses? Besides the obvious or? Oh, no, this is definitely the obvious. (laughs) The Nux Call of Duty. Yep, next Call of Duty, and then also there's a new Skylanders. Skylanders, Giants. Giants or, yep, Giants is also coming. So, two new games that we. There's more listed in that story, though. In what story? In the that story about what was coming from Activision. Oh, I, I'm just... I remember reading it, and I'll have to go and try and find it. They they had more stuff listed than just that. Oh. I I don't I was just I saw the thing for the Call of Duty on our site and I saw the thing for Giants on some other site or whatever but um, that would be in ours too because I published oh. the Giants thing uh, quite a while ago oh yeah see I grabbed that somewhere else but but um, no too I mean it's kind of the only reason why I'm mentioning it is because we've talked about it on previous shows that you know would there be a Call of Duty we were kind of expecting that there would be so it's kind of an official announcement. And then also, I think we were talking about Skylanders, and we were talking about that there's some newly released or newly coming characters, but there was kind of that rumor between, is there going to be another game, or is it just like the online world? But this here is actually, they actually announced another game. So I know it'd be something good for, you know, for the Skylander fans to know that, hey, it's coming. I thought we so. talked about it. I guess that whole live show last week kind of messed me up. I can't keep. I'm like, what did we talk about? Did we not talk about? It, <laughs> uh, it seems like we haven't podcasted in like two weeks. I know, and I yeah, because we that did live it on show. A, we did it on what a Saturday, so we did it a day ahead, and yeah, it was live, and it just messed us up. <laughs> so, yep, those two are coming, and then also I think you put on the site that February 21st the next DLC drops for. Uh, Modern Warfare 3. So, and I, I did uh, I also hit, hit your link that you're showing. It does look like February is probably 
I don't want to say crappy, but probably like the worst month as far as their DLC because they're only releasing one item where everything else they have like more than one. So February seems to be the the down month of the DLC, but other than that, everything else picks back up and you start to get stuff. So, which I'm actually glad that I kind of looked into that a little more because I was I was actually hearing it on a podcast and as they were explaining the map, I was just like, they've already released that map. I've played that map before in Modern Warfare 2 when you're on top of the skyscraper and such or whatnot. I actually had to go look at a concept of the map to say, oh, no, that's completely different. And it looks very, looks very interesting. So I like that map when you're up real high. So it should be pretty cool. So can't wait for you to play it and tell us about it. <laughs> Diablo was the other game that I they mentioned that will come out this year, Diablo 3. Oh, oh, okay. They're public. Oh, yeah. Duh. I'm like, they're publishing it? I know. I I, I keep (laughs) forgetting that that they were the lucky winners of getting Blizzard. So, um, the other thing I want to mention was uh, XBLA House Party starts this Wednesday. And um, the first game that's getting released is that Warp. Have you guys seen any videos or anything on that game? Yeah, I have. Okay, I was going to say, uh, the reason why I was mentioning it, because for you, Rob, is I really think it's probably a game that you're going to like. <laughs> you think so? Yes, I probably, yeah. It, it's something that looks interesting to me as well, but I think it's kind of cool how you just warp. And then finally, I heard people talking about, like, you can warp into people's bodies and make them explode from the inside. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I just see, the, like, they just released a video of that, I think, on Joystick. And it was pretty funny to watch. So it lo- it looks good. So just for people to know that House Party's starting up, and you should definitely check out Warp for sure. So I mean, that's a weird game to do the House Party with. You know, I wouldn't have thought that they would have started with something like that. But well, you know, I am alive, and uh, yeah. what are the crap what's the other one that doesn't sound like a fun game no yeah that wouldn't get the sensor to pass the sensor alan wake because you were a fan of alan wake as well weren't you up no no okay just me (laughs) just you okay so yeah those two are in it as well but warp i thought was pretty interesting so don't want people to skip over it they should go check it out so those are kind of just a few tidbit things to to mention that i think yeah, we've definitely posted on our site. Um, Still don't know why Trials Evolution is not in the house party, man. It should be. I think they're saving it for uh, Summer of Arcade. It's supposed to be out in the spring, they said. Oh, true. So they said it would be out this spring. So um, It's the only game. It's the only arcade title I think I really, really want to see. Right. Yeah, me too. I'm saving my money for it. And then I might just spend the rest of it in uh, pinball effects. So was it in the live show or was it two two weeks ago when all the like I know we were talking about the rumors of the next Xbox and it was mentioned that they were going to mess with mess with the controller and we were both like oh don't do that I know you and I wing were both just like don't don't mess with the controller we like the controller was that last week I think we talked about that in the live show okay in the live show so. Here is the rumor. 
is that the next Xbox will have a touchscreen controller. Hmm. So according to Xbox World Magazine, the controller will be an HD screen surrounded by the traditional X360 uh, buttons and sticks. Uh, the magazine went on to state that the controller could be a remote control when you're watching TV, a browser when you're on the internet, extra buttons and information when you're playing the game, or a portable display when you want to take the game with you. So they're saying this is similar functionality to the tablet controller that the Wii U will use, but um, it also reports that the console will be heavily integrated with Kinect. It predicts the new console as a matte black media hub with a mission to bring games to life in your living room with augmented reality, directional sound, and four-player finger-tracking Kinect. So... It's all based off Xbox World Magazine, but, you know, here's just one of those things. Really, a touchscreen controller, is that re- really needed? Is it really required? And what's that going to do to the cost of that console? <laughs> cost of the console? What happens when they only give you one controller and you got to go buy a $150 well, controller? <laughs> you're going to pay for that controller and that cost of the console, too. Well, well, I mean, yeah, these con- these these controllers now are fifty, sixty bucks. So, yeah. I you put an HD touchscreen in the, in the middle of it too. You're looking over a hundred bucks for, and then that's going to be tacked into buying the console. You're going to pay that extra price in there too. Yeah, I I mean I it's it's one of those things like I don't want to knock it until because you never know what might be the next best thing in gaming and obviously it's it's the things that they're trying to advance in hardware and this and that but really right now as we see it just say it bron go ahead want me to say it for you no i I, i'll say it what it's It's crap (laughs) (laughs) no i don't want to i don't want to say that but the thing is is i do (laughs) you just can't and you did you always have to be forward-looking, I understand. And and this is one of those things like, hey, we want to do this. We want people to take advantage of it. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, did you go ask developers, what if we did this? What would you guys use it for? So then when these reports start to come out, and I know it's a rumor, but when reports start to come out, you have an idea what the screen's going to be used for so you can justify it in the cost of your console because – if you just come out and say, hey, the next console is going to be $600 because, well, you have an HD touchscreen in there. And then everybody's going to be like, well, I don't want an HD touchscreen, so I don't you know, want to do this or that. But, I mean, but then again, it could be the next, you know, could be the next big, big thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool for – I always like the ideas of having, like, the maps, you know, definitely, you know, I'm playing – Mass Effect and always having to hit start and go to the map and this or that. You know, just having the map down so I can just take yeah. a glance at it would be is is pretty cool. But other than that, it's you know, the additional buttons I could see for menus and things like that, but nothing that's gonna actually be, be able to be used during gameplay. Because if I'm playing Battlefield three, for instance, I'm not gonna keep glancing down to hit a button on a touch screen and then somebody has you know, rage. <laughs> They're gonna rage quit and shatter their uh-huh. three hundred dollar controller. <laughs> so but yeah, 
I just wanted to mention that just because I know Blood, we're... Just don't play Bloodstone with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what? I'm not the only one. Uh, I, Ravioli Capone asked me yesterday. He's like, I see that you completed that on Veteran. He goes, how did you do it? <laughs> I said, well, it cost me a controller. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said, I busted a controller when I threw it across the room. So I said, it it was not easy. Um, so... Uh, it's you know he actually he was like oh i just quit i finally just gave up right so keep going rav you can do it if i can do it my gosh anybody can do it because i suck at games but um that was tough but i'd hate to destroy a hundred dollar touchscreen controller <laughs> yeah so but, yeah, I wanted to mention that since we were talking about don't change a controller and and it was rumor then that they were going to change it and I was like, uh, we were wondering, well, how are you going to change it? Well, there's kind of a another well, rumor to answer our rumor question. <laughs> yeah, answering so, rumors. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I said it was crap. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to make a judgment call on it, you know. Um, just, you know, this is all for, for radio, yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see what they do with it, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do, but... I just hope that they make it, you know, still comfortable to hold. Um, don't go after the, please don't mimic the horribly done PlayStation controller. Um, you know, don't make it too too bigger. Don't don't make it like the Duke. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we'll see. Yep. On to you. Um, oh yeah, I think we talked about, I don't remember if we talked about this or, and I can't, just, this is a weird week. Um, I went back to look at our show notes and I don't remember, I don't see anything of us talking about it, but I could have swore we mentioned this somewhere before, but, um, Battlefield, it looks like they're going to be getting subscription based stuff coming to Battlefield. And I'm going to read the story here. EA CEO's John Riccatello has tipped his hat to publishing rival Activision for successfully introducing a subscription offering for the Call of Duty franchise and hinted at the possibility of something similar in the pipeline for Battlefield. Um, it, and he, here's his, his actual comments were, frankly, I give a compliment to one of our competitors. It's got a subscription on the back end of a first-person shooter title. I think it's I think that's a best-in-class performance. And we study all these, and by way of example, when we put FIFA Ultimate Team out there, we had a competing idea with Madden, none of which I'm sure, none of whom I believe on the call would even know the name of it because it quickly faded and it was replaced with Ultimate Team because we're learning from best practice. So the reason this is such a fast-growing revenue stream for us is we're identifying implementing best practices across the range of our products. You'll see a lot more to come, including an announcement near the near the near term that uh, Peter and he's talking about. Um, uh, what's his name for EA Sports? He used to be a uh, Xbox guy. Peter Moore uh, alluded mm-hmm. to. So he's talking about it in the call. So um, he's talking about stuff that was going on in this in this call. But it looks like uh, Battlefield is, you know, the the dice is going to implement some sort of subscription plan similar to what you know kind of following what elite has done uh for call of duty so 
Now, I've seen comments in our forums. Um, I know Voodoo said, well, Elite's 90% free, so what are they going to do? Well, you can go and get Elite, which is like you can do for the Battle Log on Battlefield. It's Battle Log, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you know, they could do it with Battle Log. I mean, essentially all they'd have to do is say on Battle Log is, okay, you're buying a season pass. Because Elite, the big draw for me was just getting all the DLC. It's like right. buying a season pass. And then there's things that you can do additional. So, yeah, most of Elite is free. The premium stuff is like you can be in, you can see video content that is there's like shows and stuff they do there's little videos that are up there that allow you to see like how to best use a specific weapon you can click on a particular weapon watch a video on what how different perks and stuff how how that weapon handles and functions with different perks there's these little matches and stuff you can watch these teams compete um uh playing the game there's competition, so you can enroll in all these different things basically based on your stats of when you're playing the game. So whoever gets the most kills in a certain on a certain date in a certain time frame, who's ever enrolled into that challenge, you can win real world prizes and stuff like that. You know, all that is part of the premium service. And then there's other stuff with you get more more storage for your videos and stuff like that. So there's clan stuff. Um and uh, and there's even more stuff, but they're also getting ready to. I was reading another article that Call of Duty Elite Services about they're working on the next version of Elite, so they're planning to expand it and and make it even you know better than what it is. So, which is good. I I, th- I do think uh, it's good for a first run, but it definitely needs some work. Um, in, but they could, Battlefield could do the same thing and essentially just say, okay, well, we're going to give you the ability to download your videos and share them to the battle log and have you know more more than what you can do. So you get you get expanded ability there, you get all the DLC, you know, and you know there's there's other things that they can add onto what you already have. Then they say, well, you got to pay for this additional stuff. Right. You know, well, that's all it is. It's just they're going to give you more and charge you for it. Well, the thing the thing is is there's a couple funny things here. It's like they're trying, you know. He's saying, "Oh, we're going based off base practices." Can you know we're gonna tip our hat to to our competitor? It's like you know, for one, you're doing something based on a service that's on the number one first person shooter, right? So, of course, of course, it's going to be successful or look very successful because there's millions and millions and millions of people who are are doing that. The only, the other thing is too is is yes, it looks nice, and I, I think Activision's doing a great job with their January through September DLC release, and and that's kind of I think that's the main reason for buying Elite in my mind. That seems like the most benefit, the bang for your buck, was getting all the DLC, kind of like you said, right. Um, now if, if they're going to go, if EA is going to go out or DICE is going to go out and say, oh, we're going to release this much more content and content and content, you know, for our subscription, then, then so be it. You know what? I'll, I'll probably buy it. I'm not saying I'm not going to. Um, but the thing is, is I'm sitting, I'm trying to sit here and remember, I'm like, well, they've released DLC within their first month and it was free. And in Bad in Bad Company 2, they released DLC, you know, on a 
not monthly basis, but on a it, reoccurring basis. That was it was all free. That was not free if you didn't buy the limited edition. If you didn't pre-order that game, you have to pay for Strike at Carcand. Well, it's 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 funny when they say pre-order. It's really not pre-order. It's for their limited edition. Right. Which you could, it, which was sixty dollars, the same as a regular right. version, and you could buy the limited edition without having a pre-order for like the right, first. But, I think but it was almost like the a, first month. Right, but once that's gone, then you have to pay for that DLC. So sure. it, was, it was a, it was it was free, but they were using it to get people to buy it and pre-order it and get it right away, trying to boost their right. numbers for sales because right of the, the they knew they had to compete against Battlefield or I mean Call right. of Duty. Right, so but it's not thing. not it's not a hundred percent free. So right. I mean, that's a thing. It, it, anybody that wanted to buy Battlefield now, and, you know, you know, if you can't don't get the limited, can't get the limited edition. If you, you can't, can't get that it. limited edition, then you're paying for back uh, strike to Karkin or back to Karkin or whatever. Right, but the funny thing is, they're they're taking what could be something free for an early adopter, and now they're going to charge people for it. And and I know it's optional. Hopefully, they never mention anything about being optional, which that scares me with the EA because. But see, Brian, here's the you got to look at you know the good side too. If if you know, Battlefield doesn't seem to they don't seem to release and, and Call of Duty didn't either. A ton of stuff every you didn't get new content every month, so this is something brand new. Where we're Call of Duty saying, hey, we're going to give you something every month, even if it's just one map. It's like all you're going to get in February. There's. Mm-hmm. There was two maps last month. There's so every month it's like maps or modes or you know you're getting Something. new stuff for your game. Wouldn't you like to have that in a game like Battlefield that you play all the time? That, you know you know every month. Hey, I'm gonna get something new. Sure. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not saying that I wouldn't go out, run out and buy it. Definitely, if they came and said, "Oh, we're gonna release monthly DLC," I'm just saying that you know they just released DLC and then. And I know this game's different than Bad Company 2, because in Bad Company 2, they released a lot of DLC for free. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, we're going to take, since it was such a good, uh, since it was such a success with Modern Warfare 3, I'm like, well, it's because there's 20 million <laughs> copies of Modern Warfare 3, and, you know, at least half of them did. You know, well, they're looking for it in the money, I guess. But uh, my my next thing is, is when does it not become optional? Is that the next step? You know, which company is going to be the first one to do that? <laughs> My guess will be EA. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there because, so. I don't and know. The, the, other, the other thing that makes me nervous about Battlefield and EA doing something like this is they can't even get their matchmaking system to put the four people in a party to be on the same team when you start a game. Yeah, we we three 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 months after the game's been released, how are they going to release multiple DLC over and over and over every month? Yeah, we had problems <laughs> with that last night. Just uh, Rav and Rav, get this. I had the part. I had the squad, so I bring Rav in. Rav brings two of his friends in who I don't know. Right. We launch the game. I'm on a team with Rav's two buddies. Rav's on the other team. Yeah, it it I'm like, never. This, this is so is stupid. Yet to work. It's never worked for me. It's very aggravating. And the forums are filled with people complaining about it, but yet I don't see why they can't figure it out. Have no idea. So Guys at Dice just aren't that good, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, no, they're they're exceptional. No, they're not. When it comes to, ma- when it comes to making the game. So. 
Oh, I got lots of complaints on the game too, but <laughs> so. Oh, there. I mean. I think those guys could learn a lot by going to talk to some uh, other first-person shooter game companies uh, uh, that, you know, I think they could learn by, by looking at some other people. <laughs> there, not saying cop- I'm not saying copy the game, okay? No. I'm not saying copy no, the game. One. I'm talking about minor crap that you could fix your game by, by doing what other even no-name developers have been able to do in their multiplayer shooter titles, that you for some reason can't seem to do the basics, you know, that's all I'm talking let's, about is the let, basics. Let's say <laughs> I'll tell them that they need to go talk to the number one first person shooter developer in the world at this point in time and do what they do with matchmaking and all their stuff. And that is Bungie. So they are by far the best at it. I mean, there's, there's just no denying that they're the best at it. Everybody copies them. Bungie's now. great. They and oh yeah, and, and oh, look yeah. at you look at Call of Duty. They have copied Bungie. Right. Yeah. Everybody's you know? copying Bungie. Um. And, so I would be. <laughs> and it's it's and it works. Oh and yeah. And you get Battlefield, and it's like, oh well, join my squad. How do I do that? Well, I'm in your squad. I don't know. How do I even see that? I'm like that was so asinine in my opinion that you don't even know unless well you got to hit this button to bring up this other screen to even see if anybody's in your squad. Why isn't it on the screen like like Halo or Call of Duty? Why can't you have a lobby on the you know like everybody else does? I kind of I kind of like well I don't mind that as much compared to what it used to be because it used to be that once you're in that screen you couldn't go anywhere else in the game like you couldn't look at your unlocks and stuff like that. At least you can do that now and that that screen doesn't really matter to me because the first thing I do is I hit start and it's there. But, but the one still, thing you could still have it up there. You could have it up there, have your lobby of people there, so you know you're in your lobby, and still look through your stuff, just like Call of Duty or Halo allows you to do. That I mean, you made a great point with Bungie. Oh yeah, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not telling Dice that they need to go talk to Infinity Ward. That's not my point here. Bungie is a perfect example, and that's exactly. I'm saying go talk to any other. You could go talk right. to who is it? TimeGate. Or time shift, the guys that wrote Section Eight, you know, go talk to them. I mean, go talk to anybody that can seem to figure out the basics of a multiplayer title, and and I mean, and, you know, getting connected, staying in your group, uh, spawn protection, the, the getting rid of the cheaters and the hackers that ruin your game, you know, keeping a connection, keeping the server up. If the host drops, you shouldn't drop the game. It should migrate over to somebody else. You know, I mean, you know, have servers that can, you know, if you're gonna not do the the, you know, Call of Duty's got twice as many players online than you do they don't have the server issues that you have on on any title that dice releases they can't support it it's a multiplayer only game and they can't have servers up on day one to support a game that's always been multiplayer only i mean it's just that's that's the kind of basic stuff that i'm talking about that irritates me about the game i could love battlefield i used to love battlefield 2 i was it's to me it's still the best best overall shooter game out there was battlefield 2 and it frustrates me that i go put this game in the other day haven't played in a long time and i still run into the same problems and that's what keeps me from that game is the basics that's that's the the, well the thing is is my number one complaint was not was present in 
Bad Company 2, and then they fixed it. Now, why it's still in Battlefield 3, I don't know. And the, in, in the prime example of what you're talking about, the server-wise, that is a, there is a big difference that you can see between Activision and EA. Because Activision knows that it relies heavily on, on Modern Warfare or on Call of Duty. Like, they will put everything they need into for Call of Duty. EA does not bank everything on Battlefield. They could care less, so they don't care how many servers that you know that it's down or this or that. And I mean that's 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 bad. That when we think you know when we when we think Call of Duty, we think Activision. When everybody thinks Battlefield, they think Dice. That's not the way it is. It's it's Activision is you know who's dishing out the money, and EA is the problem when it comes to the servers. But Dice, as far as getting that stuff fixed, I mean yes. But you're you're completely right about, you know, the thing with Bungie. That's that's the company you need to. Yeah. That's the company you need to copy. But the, with the <laughs> s- subscriptions here, I mean, I'm interested to see what they're going to do, and and I'm not against it. I'm not. I'm you know I'm going to support, you know, my first person shooter game that I play the most of. But um, I just yeah, I think, think it's, it's good interesting. News. I think it's good news if it gives you guys a lot of more content for for Battlefield players to get more content. I, I think that's cool. Right. So. so, speaking of content, <laughs> uh, you gonna Rick roll everybody? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but um, this this is for all you '80s people out there. This is, uh, and if anybody's still playing Rock Band, we haven't had a Rock Band update. I was thinking, you know what? I had to do this every week and just say what the new Rock Band. They're still putting DLC out every single week for Rock Band. So if you haven't played it in a while. You might want to boot it up and take a look at the uh, Rock Band music store to see what's out there. But yes, Rob, shut up, Rob. <laughs> Why don't you go back on mute? <laughs> um, Alone by Heart, To Be With You by Mr. Big, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison, and Brun's <laughs> personal favorite, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley, are both hitting nice. the Rock Band marketplace or Rock Band music store this week. Each is dollar uh, ninety nine. So, and if you want to buy all four and save yourself what a dollar, you can buy the Gold Star My Heart pack for six ninety nine. Gives you all four songs. Never so, gonna ooh. give you up. Never gonna let you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> what's that? <better. laughs> so don't don't miss out on some Rick Astley action on uh, Rock Band this week. So you know you want it. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> oh, all right. And last, but certainly not least, at least for me, I don't know if Rob's gonna he's got anything for us. But I thought this was interesting, guys. And if you want, go ahead and click the link. I did put a link there in the story. Click that link. Check out the uh, little diagram, little picture. But we we know we've talked about the next uh, Xbox and if when it's coming and whatnot. But Unreal is, you know, the Unreal Engine has has been a, a, a multiplayer uh, shooter engine of choice for for a long time, and uh, lots of games are running Unreal Engine. And the next version of Unreal, it is being stated by uh, what's his name, uh, Tim Sweeney, the founder of Epic Games. He's saying that the next console. Um, will need to be at least 10 times more powerful than the Xbox 360 to be able to run the next Unreal Engine. <laughs> so, 
Well, guess what? You won't be putting on the next console then. Your <laughs> your your new Unreal Engine. <laughs> Could be. Um, the little thing I was telling you guys. Look at the picture there on the the. It was a PowerPoint slide, obviously, and it shows the computational analysis. Um, and and Ron, maybe you, you might understand. I don't know if you'll understand some of this this stuff, but being a programmer. But Doom back in 1993, at uh, 320 by 200. Uh, your resolution of 320 by 200 at 30 frames a second times the six operations per pixel equal to 10 megaflops. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Unreal Engine in 19, or Unreal, the game Unreal in 1998, running at 1024 by 768 at 30 frames a second times 48 operations per pixel is one gigaflop. Well, the Samaritan demo that we saw in 2011. Uh, running the uh, Unreal Engine is at 1920 by 1080 by thir- uh, with the 30 frames a second times 40,000 operations per pixel equals 2.5 teraflops. Wow. And for reference, the Xbox 360 only puts out 0.25 teraflops or puts out or can handle or I don't even know what that I don't know how to quarter. say that, but yeah. it can only do. A quarter be... quarter of a teraflop. No, I know that, but I'm saying oh. I said Xbox puts out, or I, I'm not sure how to properly use the word teraflop. Is it is it something produced? Is it something that Xbox puts out? Is it something it's capable of handling? <laughs> capable of handling. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get to. So, so the Xbox 360 is capable of handling 0.25 teraflops instead of 2.5 teraflops that would be required. Yeah, I I, mean, I remember that demo that they had do you remember the person looked like they were the dude it was real. like the guy, the guy smoking yeah he looked like he was real <laughs> and, and then he was fighting and it was raining it was dark he yeah. lights a cigarette you see the smoke and you know the fire on the cigarette looked real and then some robot comes in or something and he's fighting some robot dude or so yeah. the engine could be ready sometime in 2014 um which would be unreal 4 uh the engine so, you know, and we're we're hearing stories about when the next Xbox is going to be out. So, you know, probably around the same time. But for the Unreal Engine to run on X, on the next Xbox, we're going to have to, you know, it has to be 10 times more powerful than the current one. So what do you guys think of that? You think it's even possible? Uh, console? I mean, essentially, it's just the PC, right? I, much. I don't know. I don't know if they would make that. We'll make it or not. What was it we were reading just a couple of weeks ago about? Weren't they saying that the next one was going to be ten times? I thought it was we, going. It's going to be ten times more powerful than the Wii U. The oh. Wii is only three times, or no, the Wii was going to be close or just a little above what we are. Yeah. So then it's in there, right? If it's ten times more powerful than the Wii U. The Wii U is supposed to bring that consoles up to the 360 standard or a little above, then we I, should be good. That doesn't make sense though, numbers-wise though, because if the Wii U is if it's ten times better than the Wii U, how and the Wii U is better than the 360, how is the three how is it six times better than the 360? What? I don't know where the six is coming from. Yeah, I thought you said. Yeah, I thought you just said. Oh, it. 
Sorry, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying Maybe to. Too I many numbers. Read it actually. <laughs> too many numbers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Get the calculator. Yeah, I mean they're already talking about using current, current chips. Like they were talking about the GPU chips and stuff like that that they want to put in to the next console. So. I bet that's already been decided by now. It, well, yeah, it would have to be, but the yeah. thing I'm trying to think of is can current PCs handle you know, the two and a half teraflops or not? Because if current PCs can't handle it and the current hardware now can't handle it, then I don't think it'll be ready. But it could be one of those things where it's just like, you know how we have console, re- we, we have hardware refreshes. I forget how many different cpus we went through how many gpus we went through in the 360 can't remember all their names that they had do you guys remember like some of them no i can't remember what their names were i I remember like when it was getting the red ring of death it was like oh go look at the serial number and if you have this then you have i know know, this jasper jasper and stuff like that one yeah so i mean there are hardware refreshes so it may not be the launch launch console that can handle this but maybe you know, a refresh or two down the road that could handle it. But, I mean, that's obviously where they want to go, and they're not making this, you know, new engine to where it can't be used. But it is interesting to to see that. So People want better graphics, I guess. Well, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. graphics are overrated. I kind of <laughs> agree with you on that one. <laughs> I kind of kind of prefer gameplay. Yeah, I mean, what more? I mean, I think what they're going to look for, I don't really see the need to push all the shiny graphics. I mean, that always used to be the thing. And I think, Rob, you talked about it in a previous show about yep. how it was always about, especially in the PC world, was your video card. It all really, I mean, you could keep your same, you know, I remember, in fact, one time, when I bought my first 3D video card, I think it was a Voodoo 3. Voodoo. I remember you talking of mm-hmm. talking to me about it, and I didn't do anything to my PC other than put a different video card in it uh, instead of the one that was on the motherboard. It was and I was day. blown away that I was like, whoa, there's bricks on that wall. I mean, <laughs> I remember playing, uh, I think it was Half-Life 1. And it was like, I was looking at a wall and I'm like, this was always just a flat wall. Now I can actually see there's bricks in it. I didn't know there was bricks there all the time I played it. And I played like uh, Unreal Tournament and it was just like, oh my goodness. You know, it it was, that was a huge difference. But I, I don't, I mean, do we really see that big of a leap from console to con? I mean, yes, there is a difference. But like when a console, a new console first comes out, they're really not that big of a leap. No, there's it's it's yeah. usually uh it's usually not that big of a difference when they first come out. I it's it's funny that we're talking about this because I remember going to my buddy's house and he just put in a uh, a new 16 meg graphics card, <laughs> and we, and he was playing Thief, the uh, Thief one. Uh-huh. And it was just like, oh, wow, look at the lighting. Oh, this is uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Like, anybody so who has real. a yeah, anybody has a good old – is it good old games? That website yep. that sells, like, older versions. Like, if anybody has an account for that and buys games through there, they just released Thief, I think, like, a couple weeks ago. So if you want to go play the or like an original stealth game, 
you know, go back and, and get that. And it's funny to look at the graphics because when you look at them, you're just like, Ugh. but yeah, I mean, back then, you know, this would be like 99, I think it was, it was awesome. It was just like unreal. It's like, that's awesome. But, and if anybody does go by the game, when you first start, you're going to walk by this uh, castle doorway and there's going to be two guards talking. You can literally stand there and listen to those guys talk for like 20 minutes and they won't repeat anything. That was another one of the cool things. So, but sorry, but yeah, it's graphics used to be that thing where it was just like, Oh, look how much, look how good the graphics look. And I mean, it used to be night and day between versions of games. Cause I remember playing yep. NCAA football. I used to buy it every single year. I'd buy it and going back and playing like two seasons earlier was just like, wow, look at the big differences. Look how awesome it looks now compared to back then. And now it's like you buy Madden or Madden 12 or Madden 11, and there's really not that big of a difference between the graphics. So, Some of it comes from us just being desensitized to the whole graphic leaps because, you know, what Mark was just talking about with the 3DFX card going in the system – I mean, that was a huge change just going from, you know, whatever you know, the CPU was able to do to what the 3DFX card was able to do. And, you know, there's been some advances, but we're so used to it now that it takes a huge, 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 huge amount to be noticeable. Whereas before, a small change was noticeable. You, you know what I mean? Because... You know, you look look at the graphics in Modern Warfare 3 or, or Battlefield 3. I mean, they're really nice graphics, but, I mean, people really aren't, like, you know, ooing and eyeing over it like they would have years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at the PC version of Battlefield 3 versus Battlefield 2... You're, you're, you're blown away. It's, it's yeah, just what right. you said, but that, those games, but, the years between those games is... How many years is between those? Yeah. Five, six, I mean, seven years, or whatever. Yeah, but now, it is. now you expect it. I mean, it's it's to be expected. Whereas before, it was like a surprise. I, I really remember, like when I was when I got my first uh, 3D effects card, I was literally sitting there and like almost comparing it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're just like, wow, this is amazing. You know, look at this. This is what it looked like before. It's what it looks like now. Now we just. I mean, it's it's like having a sound card. Yeah. You know, a sound card in a PC. It's like, well, yeah, you got one, whoop-de-doo. You know, you don't even notice it anymore. Yep. And I think, you know, like for me, I put a game in and I just play. It's like I don't the, – the, I think the visuals are so good nowadays that yeah. it's like when they tout a game, they're like, oh, well, look at this true lighting and the shading. and the. I'm like, the game looks good, dude. Uh, I'm fine. You know, I mean, I'm like, yeah. I don't notice. Does the regular Joe notice that, hey, notice the shadows are moving with the sun and the sun in real time compared to my system clock on my PC I, or my Xbox? No, I, I, I turn it on. Hey, game looks great. And I play. All I care about after that is, you know, the gameplay. Is the game fun mm-hmm. to play? And I think, you know, a lot of the visuals, we've gotten so used to just having such great looking games that I, I can't yeah. see. Mm-hmm them making the next jump. I'm like, to me, the next jump is going to be something small. And I think we're going to see changes in our game. I think it's going to be more of like, you're going to, the way we play is going to change. 
You know, if they put that screen in the controller, you're going to have new options. There's going to be new ways to play a game that you're, you know, Connect's going to be more integrated. You know, there's going to be a lot more voice commands. I think we're going to see a lot more, you know, minority report style of stuff coming. You know, something outside the box other than just saying, well, I got better graphics. Because you can't, Microsoft can't just come out and say, oh, we got better graphics than PlayStation. Well, PlayStation does everything. I mean, that's, you look at it. 360 initially came out as we've got better graphics and we have an online integration. That's really all it was, was kick butt looking graphics and online. Sony came out and they, they took the hit because they don't have the online. You got to compete, but they do everything else. It's this, it's this Blu-ray super high def, you know, it does all this stuff. And, and they, you know, they did more than just saying, well, we're going to pump out a PlayStation 3 that does better graphics than PlayStation 3 or 2. You know, they, they took the step and did something different. Nintendo did the same thing. They said, we're not worried about graphics in the Wii. And they took a step back. But they, mm-hmm. they, they brought out motion controls, and now they're everywhere. <laughs> you know? Yep. The next PlayStation will have them integrated, guaranteed. Even though Move is not very successful... It's still going to be there. It has to be now because everybody else has it. So I think that's what we're going to see in the next console is more of a shift of what this box does. And now our box, I mean, look how different our consoles are today from when they launched seven years ago. Now it's a Netflix box. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, streaming media and audio and movies and TV shows you're using. It's a cable box for some people. You know, it's completely gone out of the realm of just a video game machine. So, it'll which be, has been Microsoft's plan all all the time. You know, to make it a media center in the living room. That's right. what it's turning into. Yep. A lot slower than they anticipated, but yeah. Yeah, they're making it there though. <laughs> yeah. And they've yeah. been they've been at it a long time. They actually were the ones that bought out um, Web TV. Oh yeah. Long, long time ago, and web TV was a thing. Microsoft bought them, and, uh, and a lot of stuff that was kind of developed there, and a lot of the people that were on that team when they shuttered that division, they came over to Xbox. So, I mean, it's still they're still working the same kind of concept, like you said, Rob. Yeah. So. Now, going back to the graphics, what we were just saying... I mean, it's it's obvious nowadays. Graphics aren't enough. It's not enough going forward. I mean, there's we're, we're just so used to the fancy graphics now that, like you said, there has there's got to be an, another step. Who knows what it is right now? You know, we'll we'll see in five years, but there, there's got to be something else that'll be more engaging. What was the the 360 was what four hundred dollars when it first when it first launched? Yeah, I think yeah three ninety nine. Sorry. Would I you get, so. Would you guys happily fork over three hundred ninety nine dollars? And it's going to probably be more than that, okay? But let's just say it's four hundred bucks for the next Xbox. Could you see yourselves going out forking over four hundred dollars only to find out that all it is is improved graphics? I would be very unhappy. I'd be hard pressed to spend the money on it. Right, exactly. You know, so I, I really think we're going to see a, a, a much different 
I think all the consoles are going to be very different this time around. Uh, well, we know the Wii U already is. You know, they're changing the whole style of the way you play the game. So what would be cool in Broad, and I think you said it um, when you were talking about the, the new controller. And I was going to say something back when you were talking about it, but you, I didn't want to interrupt. The you, I thought you made a comment about you could use it as a mobile screen. Yeah, they said if you want to take it on the go or whatnot. It's so what I, the article said. I wonder if that means that they're basically, if they're taking, like, somehow you'll be able to put games onto that controller, and that would be like a PlayStation Vita, but you'd actually have the full-size controller, and you're just looking down at the screen in your hand. You'd have the real controller in your hand. Yeah, maybe, that I don't know. would be kind of cool. <laughs> What was that system that had that little display in the controller? Was that the Dreamcast? Neo Geo or something, wasn't it? Or maybe it was the Dreamcast. I think the Dreamcast had one. See, now we yeah. need Democulus on here because he's probably got one on the shelf. Because <laughs> yeah. I've got one at home. i got to take a look at it. I don't remember. Yeah, it's the Dreamcast. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It had, it had a screen it, cause on Because you could slide something into them. Oh, yeah, that's right. It had a screen, and then the sliding things would go underneath. Yeah. I, know I love that about. system. That was great. The Dreamcast, let's see. Um, it also a visual memory unit uh, which yeah, allowed yeah. for the VMU screen to show animations while playing a game. That's yep. funny. So... This is like I hope it's better stepping than stepping it up on that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> hey, man, for I mean, what Dreamcast came out what, like twelve years ago. This is stepping it up a notch. You should take a look at the Wikipedia page for game pads. Um, yeah, just do a Wikipedia search for gamepad. They've got pictures of all the different controllers and stuff throughout the years. And uh, it's just like, it's funny how, like, the Nintendo controller, the, the NES, you know, that little square, how many looked so exactly game. like that. But even the Nintendo over the years really had, for quite a while, just kind of kept that same format. But it's neat how you can kind of see them going from that square to being kind of curved. Like, the Genesis kind of started to curve it. Mm -hmm. And then as you go down through the years, you can see them branching out even with the playstation and then the nintendo but you look at a dreamcast controller dude that thing is mammoth <laughs> and it's like one solid piece that i would think that'd be real uncomfortable to play with that wasn't bad but uh yeah it's just when you look through the kind of the styles and it's kind of interesting and then at the very bottom there's the wii which is completely different <laughs> so that's kind of neat looking at the looking at those images I was, uh, we stopped in uh, my coworker's hotel room the other, uh, earlier around lunch to pick something up, and they had one of those Nintendo, um, what's a Nintendo cartridge system before the Wii? The 64? The GameCube? Yeah, yeah. It was GameCube, it might have been well, the GameCube. Cart last cartridge was the, um, the N64, right? It was the, the, N60, was the N64, yeah. It might have been the N64. I guess some hotels still have the N64 
game systems. Did you ever see that when you're at hotels? Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> I, I saw the thing over by the controller. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> what the hell is that still doing here? Yeah, it looks kind of like a bird. It's kind of like a... Yeah, it's, it's got some big knobbers on it. Yeah, and there's like a the like joystick's like right in the middle. Yeah, that was yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen like, those. Come on. <laughs> That's funny. I'm paying how much per night? <laughs> exactly. You're giving me a 20-year-old console? <laughs> I, I guess if, if any of our listeners are interested, stay at an Embassy Suites and, and you might get lucky and have yeah. one in your hotel room. <laughs> oh. How old are those? Those things are what, like eight, nine years old now? Um, the Nintendo 64 came out in 96. 90. Yeah, I was going to say. I was wow. in high school. Wow. So, a couple, anyway. two, three years. <laughs> yeah. So, all righty. Well, you guys, you got anything else? Actually, I, I want to ask you guys something real quick. Um, Time's I don't, up. I don't, Next. Okay. <laughs> Friends list. Now, uh, so, I don't think this was talked about before in... Uh, I don't see anything in the show notes, but uh, what do you guys think about the news of Steptoe? Uh, we mentioned it last week on the live show, I think, oh, that he was stepping yeah. down. But um, it, it's interesting because I think Wing's comment was anytime they say it was, you know, mutual or whatever, what was the word? Yeah, leave on good terms, basically, (laughs) that it's usually not. Like, somebody's unhappy with something. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Because there's been a lot of movement lately. Not just even in Xbox division, but in other sections, too. And the thing is, is he's not moving on to somewhere else. He's just taking time off, you know. And he could be. He doesn't know what he's going to do. I mean, maybe he's made some smart money and maybe he's rich beyond belief and he's just going to kick back and play a bunch of video games for a while. And he's <laughs> maybe he's going to get kicked off live. <laughs> maybe he's, he's been gonna... there for a very long time. He's been there 15 over years. 15, 16 years. So, and I think a lot of the early people when with Microsoft, they got stock options. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. he could be set for retirement. I'm sure they still do. So, so. And the article that I read, I think that they said that that was his first job, too. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh. So. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so when we hit the friends list here, the, we, we did have one from uh, OGT Unit that's in our questions, but it, it's kind of... He was going over like where you know the money of sixty dollars is being divided up into games, and he goes on to talk a little bit more. He said we didn't have to read it on the show, and I don't think I don't didn't plan on reading on the show, but I am going to put a link to it in the show notes for anybody that just wants a quick link to it. But if you just go out to our questions, questions and suggestions, do you have a questions for your host? Um, I can't support him in this. It's the it's the last one. Well, I mean, I'm I can't just saying. Him. I don't, we don't want to link. We don't want to even mention it. He's one of these, you know, buy new. That's it. No way. 
<laughs> uh, I'm just saying, as far as it's it's the where sixty dollar. I like it where the I know where $60 I know dollars is going to. So, okay, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, I play so, Call of Duty with him like almost every day. So oh, okay, Jeez. I'm like Jeep Wing for crying out loud. <laughs> but I'll put a link so then you know we don't we're not going to read it on here, um, because it is actually very lengthy. So, but thank you, and I'll put a link on there. You got something better to do? Someone from the yeah. community took their hard-earned time to put write all this, and Mister Unit, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I am super tired right now. <laughs> I'm going to link your story. <laughs> so, but you said Unit. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, we're getting slap happy here. This next one isn't so long, so Rob can Rob can read this one. Unmute, Rob. How'd you know? Hey, guys. Sergeant Stiffy here. In the last few days, it has come out that EA's commented on reports that retailer game... That retailer game is facing credit insurance problems. Oh, the they're oh, like uh, GameStop, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. over in Europe yeah. side, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that could potentially hamper its ability to stock new releases. EA said a negative outcome could adversely affect us. As far as people not caring, game closing down could be a massive blow to the games industry in Ireland and England. Supermarkets are only any good for brand new releases. HMV are in uh, the garbage too. And online sales are nothing like enough to cover the loss. Yep, if game goes down, so do GameStation as they are considered in financial terms one entity. But the writing has been on the wall for some time. They are overpriced and haven't kept up with the online competition like Amazon, Play.com, and even GameStop are now better when it comes to in-store promotions. Do you guys think more game retailers will follow? Um... I mean, it's, I don't know. I want to say it's like supply and demand. I mean, if if your company doesn't change or adapt with, you know, the way the gaming industry is going to go, then, yeah, you're going to suffer. You know, and, and, you know, with GameStop, it's going to eventually, you know, we've said this a long time ago, like, hey, you know, GameStop really needs to think about this digital distribution because what happens when that, you know, when they go to that, so now what do they do? They sell little they sell cards for, you know, downloadable content on Xbox and PlayStation and stuff like that. So they're finding a way to make some sort of money on, you know, downloadable content. So um yeah, they have to adapt. I mean, that company, I'm not sure if they're definitely if they're overpriced, then they're kind of just asking for it at that point. So and, you know, with a lot of these companies, particularly GameStop, because that's the one that I'm most familiar with out of all of these, um, you know, the, the used market is there, and it's and it's a good thing. Um, I don't particularly care for some of the directions that uh, GameStop has chosen to go down, because, you know, I, I know that you guys 
especially Wing, tend to do a lot of pre-orders. But to me, a pre-order is not only just you know reserving a copy for you, but it's getting your money way in advance and making money on your money. And it seems to me like the stores are almost being pushed to do that. Sort of like, you know, we need this extra revenue stream because, you know, they're probably not going to get a whole lot of money off of, you know, $10, you know, over two months, but it's something. And times 2 million people, it's substantial and it's free money. You're basically giving them a loan. So, and, you know, going into the stores, some of the salespeople tend to be a little, mm, I would say pressure, you know, high pressure, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pressure. Some, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess I shouldn't try to sugarcoat it, <laughs> but you know, it's always be closing. There, <laughs> yeah. There, there's going to be a time in, I'd probably say within the next 10 years for sure that their business model, as we know today will be non-existent. It'll be, or it'll be very small. Because there's going to be new things like, you know, what might happen with the new Xbox where they're going to be blocking the uh, the rumor of the blocked used game sales for them. Um, the, the, the companies are ultimately going to win. The, the publishers are going to win. And GameStop, they have a limited time, I think. I agree with that. They're gonna so they're going to, yeah. I mean, in, in 15 years, 20 years, I think all of them will probably be, if they keep the same model as right now, they're going to be history, all of them. And, and, and for those of you out there going, oh, you guys are stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Answer me this. Where's, where's a Tower Records? Where's a Peaches Records? Where's a Coconuts yeah. Records? Where's a Hastings record store? Um, I remember I Sound Warehouse. Yeah, Uh, there used to be dedicated music stores. That that's all they sold was music. They're gone, you know. And then I remember I used to work at Circuit City, which is gone. Um, Which, and if you don't know what a Circuit City is, it's the same as a Best Buy. And in Canada, they're called like Future Shop. Um, You know, it's just like Best Buy. It's the same thing, but. Half that store was music, yep. CDs. Now you go into a Best Buy and there's maybe three rows, period. It's like you got to find where is the music section because now it's all movies and phones and computers and, and appliances, you know. And it's like the, the music section is always so small in those stores. They've basically gone away. And that's exactly what Rob's saying, you know, and I feel the same way. GameStop's going to cease to exist. Um, where do you even buy PC games? Look at PC games. You know, it's like they're really you've got like Target has a handful, Walmart has mm-hmm. a handful, GameStop all for all intents and purposes doesn't even sell PC games anymore. It's all console stuff. And right. when it all goes digital, which it will, just like the movie uh, music industry has, and you're going to see, I think the movie industry eventually, a long long ways down the road, will get there too. But you know, we're seeing with books, 
books is getting everything's going over to Kindles and Kindle. Yeah, yep, everything's getting digitized. It's it's eventually yeah. going to all go away. So. Yeah. You, you know, like like what you just said about uh, like computer games. I mean, I remember years ago. I mean, it's probably like 15 years ago now. I remember years ago, I used to go to Babbage's. Remember them? Electronic Boutique. Yeah, Babbage's and Electronic Boutique. And Which I'd look game, at computer games. GameStop now, really. Yep. Cause, yeah, because I think Electron- EB bought uh, Babbage's and then that became game, GameStop. GameStop. So you know they used to stock you know all the computer games and you know I used to I used to drive quite a long ways to to go there and you know Babbage's gone EB gone and now GameStop doesn't even have it. Huh. And and you know there's still plenty of PC gamers out there, but where where do where do you hear about games all the time? Steam. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Digital downloads. So, you know, it, it's happened. It, it has happened. And we've seen all of three of us have seen it happen before our eyes. So we do know what we're talking about. Game is game. Sto- game, um, the store, play.com, Amazon.com, GameStop. All of those are going to, you know, the only ones that are going to survive are Amazon and probably play.com because they're, they're already set up to do digital distribution but even with those guys they're gonna have to pay money you know like ea has their own digital distribution system and and they don't always want to play nice with steam you know so you're gonna have multiple online so you're gonna have to have the origin client the steam client the you know activision client the you know the thq client well probably not them they're gonna be out of business here in a a year but um (laughs) you know it's you know, but Amazon is already all digital. Everything's digital. They don't have any brick and mortar stores. So, you know, for them, they can continue to sell digital, and they'll probably work with with uh, these game companies to give you that content. You can already buy Xbox Live Arcade games through them and stuff. So, you know, you know, because then all I got to do is spit out a code that you get in your email. You know, those those type of people will survive. Game stops. They're gonna have to do something. <laughs> More than that, what was it they bought Spawn Labs, Brun? And that, remember that was their competitive service against uh, on Live, which is why they yeah. ripped all the codes out of the uh, um, oh, yeah. Deus Ex yeah. games. Yeah, that's I, I tell you, I still I will not buy from them. Ever since that time, I've yet to buy any games from them. The only thing, the only thing I've gotten from them. Since then, is some Skylanders <laughs> strictly because yeah. you, you don't have a choice there. You know, I can, if I can't find them anywhere, <laughs> that's the only. I, I have do. all my games now have gone to uh, uh, Amazon. So Mass Effect, Syndicate, uh, and Ghost Recon are all coming from Amazon. So I don't even look at Best Buy or I mean um, GameStop anymore, and I don't care what their pre-orders are. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to give them my money. So. Same reason, exact same reason. Even though it didn't impact me, I'm 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 speaking to them with my wallet. Yep. So. And you know, for like a long time, I've been. I don't want to say kind of a. I haven't been too fond of the whole digital download thing, or you know that 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 it's coming. 
yet there's a huge, huge instant gratification thing with this where you don't have to go to a store. You don't have to sit in a line. It's just you queue it up and it comes down. If you, if you have a fast enough connection, you know, you just wait an hour. You, you go play something and boom, it's there. Yep. Like that's another huge plus. Yeah. I, with and Batman have, this last week. The pressure. Yeah. I, that was pretty much, it was kind of like that with me. It's like I've been itching to buy something. And the other day I saw uh, on Amazon, Batman was $50. I'm like, hey, it's 10 yeah. bucks off. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, me, I'll buy it. And then there was like, you know, I'm an off-prime customer, so I'm like, I'll have it in a day or two. Mm-hmm. But there was the option to spend $3 to have it delivered the same day. <laughs> I paid 3 bucks, and I had that game in my hands by that evening. It was at my door. I was playing it the day I bought it online. I'm like, that's nice. sweet. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. awesome. Same day delivery. <laughs> nice. So, and it only cost me three dollars. I'm like, you can't beat that, man. I can't overnight something for that. Dude, <laughs> you'd spend more in gas if you went to the store. Yep. And I still wouldn't have got to play it any earlier. That was the beauty part. Is you know, I got after work, I had running kids to scouts and. You know, this and that, and, and it's like, by the time I got done, and I got home and I was able to actually even play it, I went out, looked out my front door, and it was sitting there. I was like, sweet. <laughs> Opened it up and popped it in. And that was the first time I was, so the first time I had the chance to play it, it was already sitting here. So. And it was wonderful. It was awesome. Five hours later, I was still playing. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> so, but anyways, we should probably get going because Braun wants to go to sleep. Huh? <laughs> oh, I did have to ask you something, Braun, because I was really yes. surprised you didn't bring this up. Sure. Double Fine's Tim Schafer would love to make Psychonauts 2. He's pitched mm-hmm. it to publishers a few times, but no one has pointed, ponied up for the project. And Schaefer still needs a few million dollars to back it up. After learning of Schaefer's problem, Marcus Notch Person, creator of Minecraft and resident indie millionaire, tweeted at Schaefer, let's make Psychonauts 2 happen, followed by, also, I'm serious. <laughs> this afternoon, the official word from Double Fine is Tim and Marcus are talking. Who knows what might happen? Yeah, I mean, though we cool. Not, I didn't really play Psychonauts. Oh, I just myself. know you're a Tim Schaefer fan, are you? Yeah, and Double Fine fan, yeah. What they need to do is get LucasArts or LucasFilms. I think it was I think Lucas owns the rights to Grim Fandango and they need to make that as an XPLA game. Remake that. That's what I really want. <laughs> so But that's cool. Oh cool. Well that answers my question why you didn't bring it up. It's not a yeah. game you're interested in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. Right. Yes, Lucas Arts owns Grim Fandango. Yeah. And don't they own like Haunted was it Haunted Mansion or there's some there was another point and click game that was like haunted something I thought that they owned. That was on um, titles. But trying to think. Oh, before we go, man, I got codes to give away. Completely oh. forgot about giving away codes. 
Labyrinth, uh, Maniac Mansion. Maniac Mansion. That's what. I, that's it. Yep. Yes, they do. So. The Secret of Monkey Island. All right. Let's see. What should we give away? How about some Gears of War three stuff? Okay. Um, what are we in episode one eighty? Right. Um, this is for uh, the Cantus multiplayer uh, skin. So you can play as Cantus at Gears of War 3 multiplayer. QM-D-7J-66-Q-G-X-P-Y-H-G-V-7-J-Q-W-7-2-P-H-7-Z. And uh, that is by Sky Kiddo. I'm so glad he changed his gamer tag because I he <laughs> I couldn't pronounce it the old way, <laughs> and he even emailed me and said, "Yeah, you said it wrong." So, <laughs> but his new name is Sky Kiddo. So, uh, we still got some more stuff to give away. So I'm gonna just give out something every week for the next couple weeks. So, thanks to those who donated. Cool, cool. And a few fighters are killing at the Grammys. Hey, what a bunch. Cool. Side note. <laughs> all right. Is that all? Are we done? Are we finished? That's it for me. All right. Rob, do you have anything else? No, sir. All right. Well, everybody, head out to this thisxboxlife.com. Uh, top right-hand corner, you can subscribe to anything uh, our feeds uh, for this Xbox Life and Achievement Hounds. Um, the section below that is contact us through email, Twitter, Facebook, or call and leave a voicemail at 224-698-XBOX. That is 224-698-9269. And also we have Zazzle.com slash this Xbox Life or Cafe Press slash or CafePress.com slash this Xbox Life if you want to grab some gear. Uh, skip anything? Facebook? Yeah, join our Facebook. Xbox Live. Leave us uh, leave us uh, nice, wonderful feedback on uh, iTunes and Zoom. So, yes, please. Yep, but that's all I have. So, run oh. BJ Swick <laughs> <laughs> If you missed out last, oh, your horses! I will say this: um, if you missed our live show that we did last week. You really missed out on something cool because it was interesting how we ended up – well, we had everybody on for like a half hour, 45 minutes before we finally made the jump over to Skype because of TalkShoe was not was not working for us. And everybody came over, and then we still had like a two-hour podcast or something, an hour and a half. And then how long did we have for our after show, Bron? Which we should have recorded. Oh, it was a good <laughs> half hour, I think. We were just – the whole community, it was like everybody just stayed on and we were just talking and people were asking questions and it was, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed just kind of sitting back and just, just shooting the breeze with the, with the community. You know, it was a lot more relaxed than doing the show. I actually had a lot of fun with the after show, if you will. Which is kind of where the title from this show is coming from. Cause I, I forget who it was, but it was like the first rule of podcasting is, <laughs> So, but yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. What the, we're going to do, since it worked on uh, Skype like it did, 
we might have a chance to do that more often. Definitely coming up for, I would say, episode 200 for sure. Why not do another one? I know that's 20 weeks away. <laughs> but It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, that means we can't have up that, that episode until next February, though. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so, so. Rob, I, I don't know if you listened to... Did you listen to the live show? No. Okay, so we had, episode, <laughs> we, we had episode... We had episode 25 on February 5th, 2009. And we had episode 125 on February 5th, 2011. And we just okay. recorded episode 179 on February 5th, or February 4th slash 5th, 2012. Yeah. So all everyone, of them were live shows. All of them were live shows. Oh, really? And, and they were all on February 5th. <laughs> that huh. was okay. never planned. We didn't even know it until someone, in our, until someone in the community brought it. Asked, I think it was Voodoo said, why do you always do it on in February? Yeah. It seems and, natural. And I'm like, we don't always do them in february you know but i I, that's just my thought when i saw the question i'm like whatever i'm like what's this guy smoking so then we get on the show and brun brings it up and he goes wing do you realize that everyone has been on february 5th and i said no i said no we just we did them whenever someone asked and he said look at it it's always on february 5th and we actually did this one on february 4th however two i think at least two of our communities who were in the call it was February fifth for them because they were in Europe. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. So it, we're. It's like, how did that happen? Completely unplanned. Always the same day, three years in a row. <laughs> so now the thing is, we can't. We now, you know, we're saying we can't do a live show until next February. <laughs> yeah, but so. that was pretty insane. Pretty funny. Creepy, like Rob said. Yep. Yes. But we had a good time, so we definitely will have to do that a lot more frequently than February. No kidding. But, all right. Now I'm Brun, PJ Swig 33 And I'm Rob, also known as Pre-Star. Catch y'all later. Who were you earlier in the show? Mm, if you're I'll Brun now, name. then who were you earlier? I'll think I'll think of her name earlier later on. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. So